Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we're all sick. <laughs> so if you hear a little tickle in Chris's voice or a little sneezing happening over on Jenny's side of the microphone, you can probably guess that the germs are probably floating through to your very ear at this moment. <laughs> so, gross. <laughs> it is gross. So uh, what a time to be sick. Obviously, we are one one minute away from the most luxurious of holiday seasons. We finally got our snap of cold weather, and it's actually feeling like a real Minnesota moment over here. Freezing cold again, mm-hmm. yeah, like finally. always. Yeah, so... We are just closing down the last moments of the year. And of course, around this time, we're reflecting on everything that's happened, uh, everything that's going to happen. And then we're talking about things that we might not have done yet, but that we're really excited about for next year. So before we go into the topic of this week's podcast, we're going to tell you what's happening um, here. Uh, first thing that I want to mention is we do have holiday hours, and Jenny knows the details of that, but yeah. if you are going to stop by the gallery, which we totally think you should, you should definitely check the <laughs> the internet before you stop by to make sure that uh, somebody will be here to receive you. Yes. yes. Yeah. So they are posted on the website under the events calendar area events page yes and then they're also posted on our door so just in case you stop by and you are looking to get in and of course you can also see all the projects that are going on right now on the shop so just in case you want to stay in your warm house and look at all the great artwork (laughs) you are welcome to go there which is shop.likeratlab.com all the artwork from the bowerbird show is currently up Um, and that show is also on display here it is 90 artists that have created their personal collections and artifacts and things that they have amassed over time. So everything from scarves to knitwear to books and ancient relics. Dice um, collections. Dice collections, all sorts of really fun stuff. Um, So you can check those all out there. There's both like print format or large scale formats of each of the pieces as well as limited edition postcards yeah it's really cute and if you guys haven't seen it you should definitely check it out um we also are doing some interesting things next year somebody sent me a couple um tweets on the old tweeter and they said what are you doing next year we want to know and i was like oh funny you should ask we actually have a bunch of new calls for it coming up really soon speaking of which Everybody that was uh, nice enough to put their name in the hat for the Robo Show that's coming up this February, uh, we have good news for you. There is all sorts of information on the blog at this moment. Um, So if you want to go check out who's going to be in the next show, there's some exciting stuff going on for that one. We're all talking about robots, bionics, cybernetics, uh, mobile suits, mechs many things of that sort. And so that'll be really fun. And of course, um, we're totally looking forward to that. So if you miss the call for art for that one, there's going to be another one very soon, actually a couple really soon in succession. So if you guys have been around for a while, which you probably all have, because you're probably not one year old, you have probably seen that the springtime is a heavy time for us for calls for art. So between now and April, You should be watching very, very carefully um, the blog because we have lots of cool stuff happening now 
that's going to be unrolling over the summer, over the fall, Mm -hmm. over the winter. And so some of the stuff we're doing requires a little bit more lead time. So it'll be really cool. We're going to reveal all these things really soon. But keep an eye out. So that's some good stuff. We also, by the way, speaking of new things in the new year, we have a travel trip that we're taking a bunch of people on this January. We're actually going to do it right over the the New Year's Eve uh, celebration and into the first week of, I don't know, 2016. And so in case you've never seen one of our workshops like this, we're actually going on Light Gray Art Camp number two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Group three. (laughs) Group three, number two. Group two, yeah. Yeah. So we're taking people to Uray, Colorado, which of course is like a cute little mountain town surrounded by like beautiful, beautiful mountains. Um, And it's nestled in a little valley with hot springs, with ice climbing, with skiing, of course. Lots of culture too. Mm -hmm. Um, Old Alchemy Museum, which is really fun. I'm totally into that. And also... Yeah, ghost towns, lots of cool stuff. So every time that we put together something like that, uh, we make sure also to put that on the website for you guys to check out. I think we're taking about, what, 15 people mm-hmm. over there? Yep. And so, again, uh, if you're ever interested in traveling with us, we have some new things coming up here. I think we're going to be listing them in February. So, again, it's a while away. But if you're looking to, to save up for something cool, or if you're looking for a fun travel trip with a bunch of cool people, um, we've got some stuff coming up that you guys might be interested in. So um, we'll keep you posted. Take a bunch of photos from our trip to Colorado with a bunch of great people and make sure you guys can see uh, all the stuff that we're up to. So game nights, I'm sure, will resume at some point. Yep. We had our last game night on Thursday for 2015. Uh, it was awesome. A lot of people showed up despite there being some movie that was opening that night. Some so. movie? You mean Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> I think most people could probably guess that. But yes. <laughs> um, surprise. Yeah, almost everyone still came. There was a few people who went and a few people who left during it to make their opening. But uh yeah, we did the last game night and the next one will resume in the new year and I'm just going to probably say it'll probably be the 14th of January because we'll be gone on the 7th. So um but I will be updating the blog and event calendar and Facebook and everything with the official date, but that's a pretty good bet. That's awesome. Did you tell everyone you'll see him in the new year? Oh, I forgot. Oh, Aww. man, Chris. I'm supposed to say see you next year. Yeah. See you next year. And then everybody goes, what? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, It works Chris. better in school, I guess. It doesn't make as much sense. In real life. Oh, you mean in like as life. a teacher, like a teacher joke? Yeah. Because then they think next year, They're like, that's so far grade, away. And then they're like, oh, wait, no. Second half of sixth grade. <laughs> Second <laughs> half of sixth grade. Because you are definitely a sixth grade teacher. No, but I used to use that joke all the time when I was like in fifth or sixth grade. Or oh, something. I see. So yeah. to your friends, not to you. Well, that yeah. seems so far away. I mean, when you sign someone's yearbook, you're like, don't change. Yeah. Don't you're change. Like, Have a great <laughs> life. Yeah, don't change. Be a That's what I'm going to make a yearbook life. for you guys. And I'm going to be like, Have a great life. <laughs> feel like i feel like i would be offended if somebody told me to have a great life i'd be like what does that mean (laughs) like i guess thank you also i'm now sad so well speaking of see you next year have a great life also (laughs) we were talking about like we were talking about transitions or you know it's like that time of year of course everybody's got new year's resolutions and whatever we want to talk briefly in the first part of this podcast about Creating the illusion of something being the first time. 
as we go into the yeah. 20, 2016th Which year of our our existence. Our, well, I don't know. <laughs> so old. <laughs> I don't really know. But yeah. We have not been around that long. Yeah. No. But you know what? How, how you're like, you're like, when you take somebody, like, for example, we're going to, we're going to go to Uray. And the, the only person that's truly been to that area before, to that specific area, is Chris. So Chris has the duty of not destroying everybody's perceptions of what it could be. So gently, Chris will drive up a hill, and by hill I mean a mountain, and he will say, look upon this delightful vista, and then everybody's eyes will sparkle, and then he'll smile, and a sparkle will happen off of his tooth, and then you probably won't be like, around this corner is going to be this thing. Let me spoil it for you. I don't know what's there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll that's fine. So, but, you know, it's it's interesting to think that, like when you're opening your presents at Christmas or something, you know exactly what you got somebody. And I did this like two or three times while we were opening them here where I was like, you're really going to like this thing because I've been thinking about you the whole time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting to say almost what the present (laughs) is before somebody's actually opening it. And you're like, shut up, Lindsay, stop talking, you know, or if you're like, I'm going on a vacation and I've already been here and I'm taking my friends there. Oh, you're really going to like this thing. It's coming up around the corner. It's like this. Weren't you saying the other day that Chris shakes his present and then knows what it is? Yeah, that's really annoying, Chris. Well, this year, Lindsay didn't even bother. So she's just like, here's a present that you bought. I'm going to wrap it. Well, I'm like, come to the store and point out what you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if you liked that any better than the other ones. But I'm like, we're at a game store. Point at the things you want. And I will not wrap them. I will just put them in a corner and make you look at them for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> it's the saddest. So I've spoiled it. Spoiled Christmas for Chris. Sorry, Chris. But you know, you know what I'm talking about? How would you create the illusion? Like, for example. I, I think I would create it by not, by not talking about it a lot. Not at all. Even if you know it's coming and you're really excited about it and you're like, you need to know, you need to be physically yeah, prepared I mean, we, we for how cool this is going to be. We run into this a lot at Iceland where I we've we've done the same loop a lot and i try not to build things up too much because that's a surefire way to not have people have that first time experience when they're like expecting something amazing or whatever so i might say like oh i'm excited about today or something like that but i wouldn't say like you do a lot more hype where you're like i hype everything up (laughs) I'm like, Sometimes it is the best thing that you've ever seen. And then people are like, is it though? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I have the opposite thing, right? I just, I'm not going to. But it is it. the best thing that you've ever seen sometimes. And I am and I need people to be mentally prepared for how cool something is going to be so that they they know. Uh, okay. I don't know if that works. I, don't, I feel really? like um, it's probably a, like when I when I have like a video game that I think is really good. Instead of being like, you have to play this video game. It's the best thing ever. Except for I do that with XCOM. But everything else, I'm just like, you should, you guys should probably play this game. Are you worried that, that some like weird reverse psychology is going to happen where somebody's like, you like it, so I'm not going to like it? Or just the fact that they're like expecting it to be the newest hotness. Or they're uh, like, the, the stop telling me world. what I'm supposed to be liking. Yeah, and then they play it and they're like, that was another game. It was not. Don't or you think they're that... like thinking too hard about it the whole time they're playing? Yeah, they're like or the they're just expecting like a revelation of an experience and then they get like... Something that doesn't transcend the medium of whatever thing but you're talking about. How do you how do you shake people out of like 
their normal modes if you can't like hype something enough for them to go and try and experience because i know there's plenty of people who won't even like try the game unless they know you like it and that other people well that's why i say i I mean i don't go and say you should try this for everything i only say that for things that oh i really feel like they should try it because you because you're you're much more that is my seal of approval if i say try this cookie that means you're about to get your world rocked, but okay. So you don't even have to say it. You don't have to explain how good it is. Yeah. Okay. So with me, you have to you have to look between the lines and decide what level of awesomeness because it's all awesome. You'd be like, she likes everything from this crusty, horrible thing to the, <laughs> to this other thing. You're like, which one is the real good one? I don't know. No That's one true. knows. He's like, we go to a antique store. He's like, look at this awesome cat statue and it's like got I do like boogers those. encrusted all over it and stuff <laughs> boogers encrusted yeah that's horrible but the cat statue underneath is probably not boogery so maybe it does have some awesome qualities however i feel like sometimes you have to let people know how cool stuff is but you also don't want to wreck it for them yeah i think it's definitely an interesting balance um well i think there's a difference too between being like this thing is going to be great. I can't wait to show you guys. And Or being like, the last time I was here, this person did this and this and this. Because I think that like sets them up for a different kind of experience when they're expecting like, or they're instead of then like imagining themselves in that, they're thinking about this other person that did something else. So it's like when you're like, my last boyfriend was way cooler and they actually yeah. took me to this place. Yeah. And let's see what you do now. Yeah, and you're like, what? You're like, oh, now I'm sad. Why? You're like, oh, I'm just comparing and contrasting our experience. But I think, I don't know. It is really funny because there are plenty of things that you are practiced at that you've done a million times. Like when they talk about doing a recital or when they talk about doing like a performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one thing I'm always impressed by when people stand up to do like their 90 millionth version of the Lion King on Broadway. And it's still amazing after a million years, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it seems like the first time that everybody's done it. They don't look tired. They're not doing it. Like they're like, Oh, here we go again. You know, maybe they are behind stage, but I feel like sometimes just that whole experience is how you curate the, the moment for somebody. And so what do you do? You, I mean, what is it? Teasers? That makes people even excited in the first place? Teasers? For example, if you hadn't seen any visuals on the internet or like on TV or something like that of the Lion King on Broadway, you'd have no idea how cool the puppets are or how cool like the, like the stage is. But again, you don't want to give it all away because if you do, then you're going to wreck it. Yeah. I went on... And don't worry, you guys. None of us have actually seen the new Star Wars movie, so there's no spoilers on this at all. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Did you go look up all the spoilers last night like I told you? No. Okay, good. I was going to say, I bet there's a star and a war in it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the the interesting thing is, the like, how would you know what it was going to be unless somebody gave you a decent trailer? And then the trailers don't even make sense sometimes. <laughs> okay. Just saying. I, I mean, people... Sometimes a movie is a whole trailer, or the trailer is the whole movie. Condensed but, into yeah, 15 but I don't seconds. Think it should be. No, it you're shouldn't. not supposed to. But sometimes it is, happens. and then you're sad when you go to the movie, and you're like, well, yeah, I, I could Yeah, or like when they only show the cool parts, and then you're like, aw. And you're like, the rest of this movie is dumb. Not saying that that is what happened with Star Wars, because obviously that's not. But how do you get people to even want to 
go out of their out of their zone for the first time for anything. Well, I think you do need to give them probably a taste or something, but it's just figuring out what it is. If you're talking about a, a mad, magical place you're taking people, yeah, you need to tell them just enough that they're interested to come with you. And then once they come with you, then they're there and you don't need to continue hyping it because then they'll have their own experience and it will yeah. be amazing well, for them. Well, I guess but. it's like, this is a weird version, but like Kickstarter or something where you're like, this thing is going to be awesome. This thing's going to be so good. And you have to decide if you're going to invest in this thing. That could be really awesome or could never get made. So you're like, <laughs> which version of this am I going to jump on this right now to see it come to fruition? Because they said it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. Or is it going to be like a mediocre version that has been hyped? I don't know. I mean, so one thing that I think is interesting about trying to prep somebody for an experience or a thing like that is that I feel like in a lot of those times, you don't really know how all catalysts are going to fall together, like, or how all aspects of that experience are going to fall together, unless you are watching a movie or something like that where it's, you know, exactly what's happening. But in an event or in a trip or something like that, um, of course, you have to prepare people enough so that they're comfortable. Like, if you're going to go stand under a waterfall, you want a raincoat you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. But at the same time, you have no idea how the dynamics of people or how things are going to happen. But I do feel like hype in general does help people get in the right frame of mind for something. And so yeah. sometimes when I'm teaching, there are certain things where I try to reveal aspects of what we're about to do in a way that entices people to want to not just pay attention, but who, you know, to have them be a little bit more engaged as I'm explaining something. So so the the funny thing in a teaching scenario, and you can tell me what you think about this, I like to not tell everybody everything. Right, you like to withhold, I withhold the, a lot. the large picture and you kind of like reveal a little bit at a time. I which do. Is, so they're always, there's always an air of mystery, so they're always not comfortable. Well, the trick with that is... You can't not tell them why they're doing what they're doing. And like any trip or any experience or any show or any anything where you have a huge amount of content that you're trying to get people excited about, you have to tell people enough so they know why they're sitting there with you for this whole long thing, you know? So you're like, you are going to get this out of the next series of exercises. But let me let me feed it to you in a digestible, normal way that kind of gets you excited about the next like bit. But I feel like that's an interesting thing. And I feel like it's kind of a practiced method of like getting people excited about stuff. You know what I mean? So how often have you had to do that where you know what's coming, you want to get people engaged, you have an idea of something that could be really cool, but you have to decide exactly how you're going to parcel it out for somebody the whole way? I mean, I think the most obvious version of this is like we do it for every exhibition where we're trying to decide how much information we're revealing beforehand and also like we're writing press releases and sharing daily posts but we don't want to share too much but you also can't just share like an abstract clip of something that doesn't have any context and so it's continually like (laughs) debating back and forth between like how much is too much and how much is not enough and I was actually thinking about this so Last week when we went to Escape MSP for 
Did we talk about that? Christmas party? I don't think we did yet. No, because we haven't had a podcast since then. Yeah. What? Wait, what? What did we do? We didn't have a podcast last last time? No, but we recorded recorded it before. before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So last week we went to Escape MSP, which you guys know, but I'll just say it for fun. It is like a room that you have to read all the clues and figure out how to escape. So when we first walked in, it looked like a normal office. And I was like, (laughs) what? How is this going to be interesting? Or what? Because I had heard a lot of people like hype it up and then as soon as we walked in the door i was like what there's just you like heard, an you heard people table. hype up escape rooms in general not yeah. specifically this one yeah right i and had so never heard I, of it until you told me that well my there was sister one. was just telling me about it over thanksgiving and she's like it's amazing it's so good and then we walked in and i was like there's like an oval table and some chairs it really was like behind a, a desk. just a conference room or something yeah and i was like what what's this gonna be about but as soon as they handcuffed us and turned out the light and pushed <laughs> us in a room, I w- it like started to set the mood. He came out with like a foam gun or something. He's like, get in the room. And yeah. We're like, ah. But it's funny because it was still the same dude that was sitting behind the desk. With a tuxedo shirt on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you had to like suspend your imagination for a second and like get in the mood for whatever this was you know as soon as they turn out the lights and push you in a room. Yeah. You get in the mood for what it is. And so I think a lot of the time... Like, if we had just, or if they were just like, okay, start in this room, and now we'll turn the lights out for a second, I think it would have been different than, like, a really low expectation walking into that conference room, and then, like, changing your mind about what it's supposed to be. So here... Which was, I mean, I was in the position where I'm the one who planned it and stuff like that. Well, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, you didn't... I I wonder if you would have chosen differently to to tell people where we would have where we were going so for example we were sitting down at buka eating a bunch of spaghetti and then i was like chris are you going to reveal what people are doing tonight because nobody knew right you're having light grade holiday party with a couple friends and so we're sitting down and chris is like i don't know doesn't people know don't people know i don't know ian you tell them and I was like, what, Ian? Why is our friend Ian's got to tell everybody what we're doing for? And I was like, wait a second. And so if I were, if it would have been me, I would. I don't know if I would have explained it the way you did. You just kind of like let it roll off your shoulder and you're like, we're going to a thing and this is how it goes. And people were like, what? Like, what is that? So I don't know whether or not that, that. Well, I had heard of it before. And so I like, what I imagined was a giant, actually, I kind of imagined it like a jail cell. Oh, not like, like Double giant, Dare? That's what I expected it <laughs> to be. Of, yeah, <laughs> I no, I like, imagine oh, yeah. like a giant warehousey building where you're sort of like crawling through areas or trying to escape from a cell. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we went to the suburbs and then found a random building. And then that's where it was, yeah. which is, it was really fun. But I think like walking into the conference room, my expectations totally changed because I was like, maybe this is different. Maybe we're just going to discuss, like, hypothetically how we're getting out of the scenario. <laughs> oh, well, the funny thing is, I and wonder like D&D if... D&D for escape rooms. Yeah, yeah D&D yep. for escape rooms. What if, what if Chris never told us at dinner and we showed up and said, all right, you guys, we're going to this place. And we walked in and sat down at the conference table. And then they were like, lock your stuff in a treasure chest. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and if we wouldn't have told you... Do you think that that would have been cooler 
or terrifying. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I had, like I knew it was going to be fun from what I've heard from people. And then when we walked in there, I was like, maybe this is different than what I imagined it to be. I mean, like pretend, pretend that Chris never told you we were going to escape room. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And we drove you to the suburbs. <laughs> well, I wish, I wish. And we put you in a room with a conference table with two random people that were sitting there. There was also yeah, two random know. people that were not part of like Gray Art Lab anything. They're yeah. just hanging out. Some guy <laughs> named Micah and then Tiffany. And then Tiffany. And we were like, cool, some random people. Yeah. And I then mean, I think I probably would have had a similar thing because we had to read the instructions and like sign some waivers. So you would have like slowly come into yeah, realization. But I think it took until you got in the room. And I won't spoil the mission in case anyone does this, but I was. Like, I continued to have that experience where you're like, oh, there's more to this because there were secret compartments and chambers that you could go into other areas. And I didn't know that. Like, originally, I was like, we're going to be in this one room. With the conference table. Like, right. Looking at these tiny things this whole time. And then, like, as soon as a room would open up into something bigger, like, your expectations completely changed because you're like, ah, oh, this is, like, it impossible. So let me ask you. I'm going to compare and contrast. So for something like that where you're in a room and you're doing things and reactions mm-hmm. are happening, something opens or you find a clue and you're exploring 100% on your wall with the other people in the room, but but no one is like baiting you to go and do a thing or no one yeah. has been like, go to, like, look for this thing. Find something yeah, interesting. that experience versus say you go to Rocky Horror Picture Show and you know that the actors are going to show up and dance on you or like touch you or like you're sitting on the edge of the aisle and you're just like waiting for something to happen. Lindsay made me sit on the edge. I so did because no I, I hate it. So that's the thing. I think I'll tell you what, what my opinions are in just a second. But okay. I want to I know if you would have known more about the escape room scenario and, and how it was going to go. Do you think you would have like a like overthought it and thought about how you were going to try and do stuff or B, like, do you think you would have just rolled with like the things happening and you would have just let it happen and kind of experience it or like C, would you freak out because you didn't have control over any of the stuff that was happening? Well, I think it's hard. Like there were points during the thing where I was like, we're totally not going to figure this out because how would you like it's really difficult. There's no rules. Yeah, like all the safes could have unlimited amounts of combinations that you could try on it and things like that. There's no real rules. You're just using like logic and clues and whatever else. But it would be the same as like if you came across something cool or you like uncover something and it leads to something else. So it is like you are exploring and you are on your hands and knees like crawling through piles of stuff looking for clues so it does feel like you're exploring something so if you were at rocky horror picture show sitting in your seat and you've purchased a ticket for something you think is just going to be a performance and then all of a sudden all the actors come and grind on you how they didn't do that but (laughs) (laughs) would you be like i did not yeah like because you weren't expecting exactly what they're going to do because there's a there's a like an element of surprise in even in that where you know i didn't know that that's what happens but now if i go i know that they touch you or something well Well, they 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 come out they break the wall of like the stage the stage so they play the movie and then the people come out and do stuff 
but you don't know what they're going to do because every performance is totally different. But yeah. there's stuff where you interact with the screen also. Like they give you props, you do stuff. And it's totally different everywhere you go. But yeah. there's always like a interactive component to it usually. It's pretty much the same though. It's like you throw toilet paper when he says, great Scott. <laughs> so I mean, okay, there's weird I stuff know. like that. Yeah, there's like weird stuff. I'll bring well, my own TP. So when I went, I I had heard about it. Well, that's how it started. People originally did like go and see it over and over and over, and then at certain points in the movie, they would like do things, and then it became a thing. And then for the for shows and like certain viewings of it, they will give you like a kit of here's all like the a bag props full of stuff. you need. Yeah, I think we went and it came in like a popcorn box and they had like yeah. some toilet paper and some, I don't remember what else was in there, but a bunch of Noise stuff. Noise makers and yeah. stuff. And, and like, and that's the funny thing. You hear about it, just like you hear about like the escape rooms. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I will tell you, Chris, I had anxiety over the, the escape room. I know. I Not <laughs> while I was there, but before. Like, it took every fiber of my being. Because you don't like surprises. I hate surprises. And I was like, I just have to be okay with doing this. And Chris wants to do this. And I think everybody else would really like this. I just need to just go with it. But it's half the reason why I don't play a lot of, like, super competitive games. I like knowing exactly what's going to happen all the way through so that I can understand how I'm supposed to feel That's about stuff. That's why Lindsay like puzzles because she's like, here's what it looks like when we're done. Yeah, I do. I like that. I also, like, every time I go on a vacation, I study the maps like crazy and i research all the things i possibly can and i still like the experiences and like surprises within the the studied atmosphere that i've created and i always have like yes this is this meets my expectations or like this is cooler because now i understand the context you know but i but it takes a lot for me to want to be totally out of my element which i was just like well i'm in good company and I don't know what's going to happen in this escape room. And I have no idea if it's going to be cool or high finish or if it's going to be like a paperclip on the ground that we have to wiggle around in something or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it was hard to know we were going to one and not know anything about it at all. And so the hype part of it, when I'm talking about setting up an experience for somebody, I think I would have I personally would have felt more comfortable if somebody would have been like, um, so your job here is to do the following things and gave me a list. But I know that's not how Who's everybody... going to give you that list? Nobody though. is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but that's how... And then I would have been comforted by the fact that I had a job to do. You know? and, and, well, okay. And my reasoning behind how I revealed the escape room is... For one, I didn't know we were going to tell people. So when you're like, tell them what we're doing, I was like, oh, Okay. And then he's like, you didn't tell everybody what we're doing. And then, we um, go, yeah. and then I had never done it. I didn't know what to expect. So it's hard to build something up. I knew generally what it is, but I feel like it's one of those things where you either do it and then you know what it's about, or you can have people explain it, but you're always going to have a different, you know, you're going to think of Jenny's warehouse or something, or you're going to think of yeah. Lindsay's like anxiety festive. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it was like, oh, of, but, what are we doing? Um, so it was just something where I was like, this is what we're going to do. And then I just said like an escape room is somewhere where you, you have like a certain amount of time to, to kind of complete a series of puzzles or whatever. But it's more than that because it's also sort of narrative driven a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there's you know there's more to it than just be like do a puzzle it's not well, that's just the like, thing you don't go we in there and it's not that. like a crack uh what is it cracker barrel where they have those like like nails t- in, intertwined and you just have to like figure out these oh cracker oh i see what you're saying it's like yeah like old ye old timey puzzles yeah like those where puzzles. it's like a it's like a horseshoe and you gotta unlock the other horseshoe <laughs> it's just yeah. like you're like gotta clink them together until all of a sudden they come apart for no reason yeah, yeah. so it's not like that it's not just a series of cracker barrel puzzles but yeah I didn't. I didn't really well, have a lot to say no, no, about it. I don't so think I just anybody to knew say, that. Like, this is what we're doing, and everyone was in for it. So well, see, we sort of drove everybody in the same car, so there's not really any way they could escape from the escape room without helping us escape. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's but it is funny because I don't think you really knew. So okay, we've talked about Cosmos a whole bunch, but but I'll talk about it again because there was sort of an interactive component to it. I don't know when, if you guys, when you're writing the press release and you're sending out all the information about it, what do you think people expected with the fiber optics? What do you think people expected with the show? I I don't know, but as the person who kind of writes the final draft of the press release, Mm -hmm. I think it's always an interesting balance to walk because I have to, I have to hype something up that I've never seen at, at that point, I might not have even seen the entire thing. Yeah. So I'm talking about what it's going to be. And a lot of times we're doing this, like we know what we made the call for art, kind of the tone You know of what that. the puzzle looks like. Yeah, we know. Well, we might know. We have like an idea. We know that it's a puzzle about hot air balloons, but we haven't seen the actual puzzle yet. Yeah. I see. Okay. So, so we're putting it together and reveal, we yeah. know. Okay. So we're writing and we're making all this content and we're doing all these things without knowing actually what we're, you know, you know, telling the paper, like, I'm, I'm going to say actually what we're selling, we're selling this concept to the paper. So they write an article or whatever, you know, about it. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what I'm telling them, but I'm telling them I'm, I'm taking my best guess, but it's kind of, it's like, just, a, really it's know. almost a lie because I'm just like, these are the things that are going to be here. And no, I'm not but it's positive. a promise. It's not a lie. It's a promise. It's, it's, I feel like you, you set a standard for what you think you're going to deliver Right, and then you so, try your best to make it match your experience that you've said. I mean, you you wouldn't be yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the coolest escape room, and then you just throw people in a closet. Well, that's what I was afraid might happen. Well, you never <laughs> you wouldn't write a press release. Yeah, well, you wouldn't write a press yeah. release, and you wouldn't be like, it's the best thing with so many opportunities for you to explore, doing, getting out, yeah. or whatever. Well, you well, might. I mean, and I then feel you'd like... be like, time to lock you in. Yeah, I mean, the shows is funny because we don't know. I mean, we have an idea, but we don't know exactly what it's going to look like until like the day before the show when everything is up and the space is clean and whatever else. How like, much of it do you feel like is improv to try and match the thing you said? I mean, we have an idea. Like we know the parameters of our space. We know how much art there is. We know each we other. We know each other. We know if we're going to do something like if there's another facet to the exhibition opening like a craft table or if there's a photo booth or whatever. So we know certain elements that are always true like for the press release especially we are describing the content so we're like artists are making artwork about this and this and this and this is why this is important and how it relates to each other and the collection and stuff like that um so it's always like a description of concept and then a very small part where we're like the opening will look like this because we can't be even like i know we were working on these fiber optics for a long time but we did them at the last second well, I'm because it took so long. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it took was forever. Up until the last second. So I didn't even know, like, we were, I guess I was pleasantly surprised. Or you personally like, were pleasantly surprised? I was pleasantly surprised. Finished. Or I guess I was, like, 
surprised that we pulled it off when we turned off the lights before <laughs> the day before and everything looked just like the night sky. See, and that's the funny part. And that's why I think when I look at all the maps when we're going to Iceland and, and I'm like, we're going to go here and we're going to see exactly these yeah. things. Like that, the vision of like what that map of that part of Iceland is because I've used Google Earth and I've zoomed all the way in and I'm like, aha, like that is the same kind of weird specific vision that I have when we have a vision for like, for example, the fiber optic element of the mm-hmm. show. And I know for a fact that's something that I think you guys just had to trust it was going to come together. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like dead set that it was going to work. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to work and we're going to do it no matter what. And I actually changed the way we did fiber optics three yeah. times yeah, in order to do it the way that we had to do it. But we were thinking about it the whole way through. But it's interesting to hear about the press release of it because again yeah you're right well if you didn't tell people you're gonna do something and give them a hint that it might be lit up somewhere no one if they if you would have just done it and not told anybody i feel like the not having the expectation would have been like well, I guess what I'm saying what's is... What's going on when you turn on the light? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's going, going on? on? Why are you turning out the lights? that we didn't... T- like, we didn't say there was going to be stories in the night sky. In we the eventually did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was, like, the day of the opening, and we told people, like, every 30 minutes we're turning out the lights, which I'm glad we did. Me too. Because then we could see it with um, all, out all the other lights. But it was still, like, it was a surprise for the people who were here in person, which I always feel like in Iceland, no matter how much you're, like this thing's going to be awesome and look behind this rock and look at this thing. Like no matter how much you would say about it, it's different being there in person. It is. And like having a chance for yourself to look for the clues or look for the whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes total sense. I guess that's that's why I was asking about an experience like that where you're like, you need to know enough to to pique your interest and then you're like, all right. I'm, well, the escape I'm up for room whatever. is funny because you would probably not do the same mission again. Yeah, you. I don't even. Because you know, I don't even know the if they would let you answers. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it has like a high scoreboard and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But I, I also thought it was really funny because I didn't know what to expect. So I was just when people were asking questions and people were asking questions, I would just take my best guess. And people were like, "Can we? Can we use the bathroom during it? I mean, <laughs> we're eating like tons of cookies and drinking tons of coffee. <laughs> yeah, coffee. And yeah, and like, I was oh. like, well, yeah, of course you can use the bathroom, like. Like, they can't lock you in a room for real, for real. And then as soon as we got there, they're like, if you have to use the bathroom, use it now, because once you're in there, you're not using it. And then I looked at everyone, and I was like, uh... Sorry. Go line up. Yeah, well, that, that I think, is part of creating that ambiance for somebody. escape room. It is. Somebody's going to poop their pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we said if you had to poop your pants, you had to do it in the corner. Yeah, because if you push the emergency button, then then everyone would have to quit the mission immediately yeah and we're like you gotta take one for the team here's your diaper everyone and we handed out diapers so that's part of your treat bag it's like your bridal diaper or whatever what? your bridal what diaper? bridal diaper there's like diapers now for brides who don't want to take their dress off to the bathroom oh my disgusting. god that seems like the most disgusting thing ever that sucks because you would just be stinking up the room then well they're probably extra well hopefully fragrance not pooping in there yeah. Yeah, well, I hope not. I mean, I feel like there's many things that could go wrong there. I feel like that's one of those ones where everybody would have their video out. They'd be like, what a beautiful bride. And then... You're like, why is she making that face? (laughs) So relaxed. (laughs) So relaxed. So 
yeah i think i think think that's funny well okay so then the other side of things is how do you create an experience for somebody if you've never done the thing yourself but you are talking about it like everybody knows exactly what's going to happen well i think that's tricky i mean like you raise a good example because chris has been there we have done so much research so we know how long it takes to get to each location and where we're picking people up but we'll be experiencing it for the first time with everybody else and there's a couple things like we've all been skiing but not there i mean chris has been skiing there we've all been skiing and so we know what that's like we've all been to like an ice park so we know what that's like we've all been to different things but we're also it's the first time doing it there and so it's a little bit different than anything else or so that's hot springs do you think that it makes a difference so where you can experience something for the first time with everybody else who is because for example sometimes when we are in iceland we will take one wrong turn and find the coolest thing that's ever happened by accident or we'll take a shortcut you know an in quote shortcut uh-huh. and then drive past a secluded waterfall where nobody is there and we're like time to get out of the car you know where all of a sudden you're experiencing something alongside everybody else so your sense of wonder is not like just trying to make sure everybody else feels well i think it's different as like a leader too i mean we usually take a couple days at the end to drive around so that we don't have a load full of people and we're just like, sorry, what we're now? just turning yeah. around in this person's driveway and whatever else. We're looking for the cool stuff so that when we take people back, we're not just like moseying around. They can have faith that the people who are driving around know where they're going. But don't, don't you think sometimes it's really exciting where everybody is experiencing something for the first time, including the people that took you there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that happens sometimes, but also there's like... A level where that is really exciting, and then there's a level where that's terrifying. It's intolerable. Um, <laughs> I think our threshold for being the explorers is a lot different when there's only a couple of us, like Jenny was saying. Yeah, yeah. And if we actually took people on a four-hour excursion that resulted in us finding a dead end, and there's nothing there, and we just are like, oh, huh. Look at that. And then we just turn around <laughs> yeah. and go for our, like we have spent entire days sometimes trying to do things that we never found or didn't exist, you know, or, you know, several hours, which. Isn't that an adventure though? It is. It but is, if you but were I with a group it, yeah. of 15 people, I think that would be less. What if they adventure. didn't have any expectations? Yeah. But I well, think if you were in another country in like the middle, I mean, we've been in, in situations where we're like i hope our tires don't pop off because we're driving over (laughs) lava rocks you know i think if we were to take people there they would want to know that they're going to be safe and make it back to the house okay i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate in case nobody on the on the internet can tell right just in case we're not i mean i I think there would definitely be people up for it that's what i'm saying i feel like i feel like and in fact i think a lot of the people would really be up for it i think they would that also there's people who just would be like i don't want to try and I don't want to die out I don't want to ford a river and have the possibility of being stuck in this place where probably the only option is waiting for a day for some sort of monster truck to come and save you yeah which is exactly what would have happened if we probably would have cost us tons and tons of money and everyone who got a rescue yeah yeah probably but (laughs) adventure right like adventure but you know but I think that if you are going 
with a, I'm just going to call it a tour for fun. If you're going with the tour, you expect the people who are leading you. To know what they're doing. To know what they're doing. Yes. And also keep up a certain level of. Professionalism. Or just comforts. Like there's times where we're just like, well, we have to go to the bathroom and we are out in the open and, you know, like nobody look behind this van. That is only when it's just me and you and Jenny. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Or we're just in case. In case anybody's like, oh, you, Ray, we're all going to poop in the woods. No, no, no. Just us. Just us. It's funny because when we went to Bryce Canyon and we showed up at this giant house, everyone's like, oh, we thought we were camping. And we're like, oh, no, we have a luxury house for you guys. (laughs) We booked this massive house. And the same with Colorado. We have a really nice giant cabin house. So that people are comfortable, even though we are exploring right. and stuff during the day. And yeah. it's okay yeah. for if it's okay, even if they were just with one or two people, to be like, "Hey, everyone, I'm going to go to the bathroom behind this tree. Don't come around the tree." Yeah, no, but no. When you have a group cared. of twenty people milling around, then it's a little bit harder to organize yeah. things like that. Well, and and we don't, and it never comes to that. Yeah, because we yeah, have no, already I'm, planned out identical. That's like, why I'm saying right. we don't take right. Giant and I think on it's nice that oh, we yeah, have yeah, yeah. experienced those things because we can create like a really nice curated trip each day where we're like, these are the really cool things that you should look at. If we find something cooler on the way, we can stop and you guys can take a peek at it. Or if the sky looks amazing, we'll get out and take a photo or whatever. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean that's the funny thing. So like, I think I think that there is. It's always nice to have some flexibility. I think it's always nice for somebody in the background. And this is what you're really good at, Jenny. Uh-huh. You are constantly checking the time. And no and and the only people the only people <laughs> that know that are me that. and Chris. Yeah. Because I I know what we've gotta do to like to navigate. I, you know, and I know what where we're going and what the history is. And Jenny's got to keep us on track so we can get everything that we said we were going to do. And the yeah. funny thing is the people that go with us don't always know exactly what's happening, but they know that we've got something planned. Yeah. And, and they know that they can trust. They get out of the van and we're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And they're like, OK, get back in the van because we got to keep going. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I think people do appreciate a schedule yeah. of sorts. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like it's it's interesting because we do we do want to keep a sense of and I'm just, I guess I'm just talking about, because we're talking about the U-Ray trip, we always want to keep a sense of adventuring and we want to keep a sense of people being able to explore and do things that are out of the norm. Like what I never want to do and what I don't think we do is I never want it to feel like when you go to Cancun and you get on a coach bus Oh yeah. and then you sit there and you're like, great, I got five minutes to get out and snap a picture and I'm going to the place where everybody else is standing there. Like I never, ever, ever, ever want to do that ever. Yeah. And I feel like there's no way to get around having a van when you have lots of people, but there is a way to decide where you're going and how people experience it and how you want to curate that like exploratory feeling. So when we go to Uray and we're going to the ghost towns, we're going to go park the car and then tromp around in the wilderness. And that's exactly what it's going to be. And it's just going to be us. You know, we've chosen one of the places where there's not going to be a billion people. Or like, if, even if you've never ice climbed, we have found someone who is going to teach you how to do it safely. So there are, at least is something that like within your grasp of like, exploring what you can possibly do as a human being there are elements of like push your own personal boundaries or we're going to set it up so you can 
do this on your own, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll be standing there watching you do it, you know, and to make sure everything is normal. But but it is really interesting because, again, all that stuff is like timed and created and stuff like that. And I feel like it's always very interesting because we have analyzed the trips down to the tiniest details, but you would never know that. Mm-hmm. You well, would probably guess, know if you thought about it, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, I guess for the upcoming Iceland session, there's two groups that are on the west side. So I've been in most of those locations. And then the last group are going to be in the north, which you guys have been to. Yep. And I have not. So I will be planning the trip <laughs> with you guys, <laughs> but not actually knowing what a lot of the stuff looks like. So I guess it'll be the first time for me going to a lot of those locations. But the cool thing is within your like the duties that you have yeah there it doesn't matter where you are because you know yeah. exactly what you're doing yeah. all the time even yeah. if you were locked in a van for like six <laughs> days you'd know that you were supposed to keep time and make yeah. sure everybody's safe yeah and it doesn't yep. matter where you are because right. that's what your job is yeah. you know like and like heads. yeah you're like there you are and there you are and there you are and like and that's the funny thing and chris knows that he's just not supposed to run off the road with the van wherever he is <laughs> yeah i know that yeah or if nobody says i'm brig brew then or if nobody says i'm brig brew then i will drive off the road yeah well that's why everybody needs to say that out loud so there are all the rituals that come with driving with chris you got to do all the things that chris asks otherwise he will imagine you do want to drive off the road yeah yeah so <laughs> i don't know if that's superstition or if that's just what that is. I don't want to find out. Okay. All right. So, but but it is really funny because I, I was thinking about that in terms of just like, you know, this is the first time people are going to be going to Colorado, a lot of them. Yeah. The first time yep. they're going to be skiing, some of them. Also, almost all the people we're bringing somehow are from really warm climates. So maybe they've never seen a snowflake. Maybe. I have no idea. Just like kidding. Full I'm house. Sure they've seen one on TV. I remember an episode where Full House where they wanted snow, so then they bought a bunch of snow cone stuff and put it in the backyard and it's i was like same. that's not what's fake that's not what snow looks like yeah no god Sounds was like nice house. try <laughs> nice try trying to recreate snow yeah. just ice chips <laughs> just ice chips <laughs> yeah not the same but yeah so it is really interesting though because it will be everybody's first time some people it's their first time traveling with us so they'll kind of get to experience what that's like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so first time everybody gets to see me in my pajamas Mostly. My snow pants. Yeah. 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 My pink snow pants that Jenny is <laughs> letting me borrow. It's like a children's snow pants from yep. like 1984. Yep. I'm excited to wear them for everybody. But it, but it is really exciting. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> I do think in the beginning of our conversation, we were talking about creating a curated experience where people are experiencing something for the first time. Just to clarify, I think all of the experimentation on our part happens in the research phase of anything, you know, where we're making fiber optics, where we're going on a crazy vacation, getting stuck in a river. We do all that stuff first so that we know how far to push the boundaries of what a person can have for their first time. And so that I think is really interesting because even when we're making skateboards, you know, or we're making like whatever else here at the gallery, even if it isn't a travel trip or something like that, we are trying to create a first time for for lots of people. And it may not right, be everybody's right. first time, but a first time that you've ever made a skateboard. Right. It's not so the first guess, time we've ever made yeah, one. So yeah, so I guess we make the prototype yeah. or the proto-adventure or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And then 
make it easier for the next time the next people want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And I do think that there is an element of surprise in each one that should be there. It shouldn't be so curated that you don't, you can't, you can't experience like wonder, you know, like you should have that wonder and you should Mm -hmm. have that ability to be surprised by what you've done. Right. Because it's your accomplishment, you know. So um, we're just there to help and make sure you don't fall in a river. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but I'm excited. I think um, since we're, we're going to have one more podcast before the new year. Um, I think we're actually going to be talking while we're in Colorado. Yeah, probably. Chris gets to edit the podcast while we're on the road, which will be fun. But I was thinking about, like, at the end of our conversation here, um, you know, it's funny because we are always thinking about months or you know, almost a year out into the future at all times. And it's funny because I actually said this in the last podcast or maybe I just said this to you, Jenny, but I for sure thought all of last year was 2016 already. And I was confused about, because I thought my passport expired (laughs) and I was looking at it and I was like, I gotta do this thing. And then I was like, oh wait, I have a whole another year of passports somehow. But I was thinking about it and I was like, it's funny thinking about New Year's, about a new season about new schedules, new travel trips, new plans, new whatever. But it's funny because a lot of these things have been thought of six months ago. So for Mm -hmm. us, it's like, again, it's revealing things in a very curated kind of a thing, even though it's not 100% in the moment, the newest concept that's ever happened. Like Mm -hmm. we've already prepared the newness so that I can show up on the new year. You know what I mean? How weird that is? It feels weird. But so do you ever feel like your new year is actually really new? Mm. You ever feel like it's the beginning of something or not really? I don't know. Maybe in a personal way, there's lots of new things happen new year where you're like creative goals, life goals, taxes, whatever ah, else taxes. that you're resetting up in the new year. So it does feel like a fresh something where you're like, this year I'm going to make sure I do this, this, and this. But in a the way that we work, and I guess this happens in product design for you guys too, where you're like, we're working on something that's not happening for a year from now. And so by the time it shows up, we feel like, not that it's old news, but you're you're like so aware that it has happened that you're like oh it's finally here yeah i'm waiting for it to to reveal it for such a long time so for everybody else it's their first time seeing it right and so you're like by the time it shows up you have to have the party for it so that you can celebrate it and like be excited again it like gets you in the mood to be excited for this thing that you've been focusing on for such a long time because it is like once and i mean you talked about this before when you're working on a project and you start to see the new thing and you get excited about the new thing that you should be working on. Um, but you have to like f- see the one through. You have to like see it to the end and celebrate it and put it out there. Um, so it's like a difference between those two things. So like right now we're focusing on stuff that's happening in the end of 2016, 2017, which is a long way away. That feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah. So it is confusing what decade is <laughs> you're like where are we what's yeah. happening what month is this but it is really strange to think about that like like our new year's happens around like our actual new year's planning happens right after we come back from iceland yeah yep which doesn't make any sense you know which is at the end of august 
every year. So you're kind of like, what? But but it is funny. There are some new things happening that are just fun for us that are internal. Um, we are going to be um, streamlining some stuff here, which obviously nobody cares about except for us. But we have like some fun new systems that are going to make our lives easier. Things that we have to learn, which is always a good thing that happened in the new year. You know, new challenges, uh, obviously. And I, I like the idea of a new year so that you can challenge what you're doing and see what new stuff can kind of come into your processes or what can be refined or what can be like, I don't know, what can flourish in a different way. Because like we're probably thinking about it all year anyway, but it's kind of nice to put a label on it and to be like, now I'm going to think about that. That sounds like a good time to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's good. But we'll have one big um, last podcast at the end of the year on the road, which will be fun. So very different kind of podcast, I think, talking about adventures and interesting things. Um, and then you should stay tuned for next week's podcast. We are going to um, tell you other things that are going to be happening in the new year for real, for real. And so although we've alluded to some things, I think we'll give you sort of the de- declaration of what 2016 is going to be like, which is fun. That's next week or two weeks from now. Uh, I forgot. Is it know. the first podcast of the next year or the No, last it's podcast? the last one of this year. All right. Oh, no, it will be. It'll go up on the 28th. Oh. So we won't oh. be anywhere. Yeah, we won't even be on the road yet. It'll be Chris's birthday. Just kidding. So we'll be talking about Chris's birthday. <laughs> So everyone prepare your so birthday prepare wishes. Say, we'll be like, Chris, re- recite your whole life from start to finish right now. Next week. Next week. <laughs> All right. Anyway, make sure you check out the Bowerbird Show. Lots of really great artwork is up. Um, we do have lots of really cool things uh, here. Of course, we have some um, Cosmos decks in again. Um, yes. So you guys, if you put in an order a long time ago or you're looking for something fun to give somebody as a late Christmas gift and or New Year's gift for no reason um, or just treat for yourself, we do have Cosmos decks still, which is really nice. And then, again, um, thanks to everybody who put their name in the hat for the Robo Show. Uh, new Call for Art will be coming soon. So definitely check out the blog Um for any information about that show and uh, where else, Chris, can people find us? You can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook and find out about upcoming events, shows, game nights, all sorts of stuff there. You can follow us on Tumblr. We're lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. And you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly from Stitcher Radio. And Instagram. And we're on Instagram. Yeah, Lightgrayartlab. Light Cool. Well, thanks again, you guys, for listening, and we'll talk with you soon.